Straight Ahead in association with the 606 Club, bringing you the best in jazz every Wednesday evening from 10.
Very good Wednesday evening to you. Welcome to Straight Ahead with London's leading music venue, the 606 Club. Me, David Lewis, live with you now through until midnight. Uh, many thanks indeed to Colin. There's plenty of Colin coming up on solo over the next few days. He's in on breakfast on Friday and on Easter Monday as well. And of course, back with you here on solo next Wednesday evening from 8. So I think we started the show with the definitive version of Ella Fitzgerald's Mac the Knife. That was recorded live at the, uh, at the uh, Berlin Jazz Festival back in 63, vamping there as only Ella can with the Ellington Orchestra. A wonderful, wonderful version. So we can Continuing our series of interviews this week of uh, Keeping Musicians Live, and we've got Purdy with us during the show this evening. You're going to be hearing the first part of that interview before 10 o'clock, uh, sorry, before 11 o'clock. But uh, obviously what we're going to do during the course of the show is play some of the musicians that, uh, that featured in, in uh, Purdy's career. And she mentions that she played along with Jules Holland, so I thought we'd play some Jules tonight from uh, 1992, the A to Z Geographer's Guide to the Piano and Doing the Birdcage Walk.
a bit of Jules Holland for you there in doing the Birdcage Walk on that album. He uh, visits around London, all of the tracks on the album are entitled about parts of London, and that was doing the Birdcage Walk, as I mentioned. And uh, during the interview with Purdy, we're going to be talking about what's keeping her creatively interested during this enforced layoff. And uh, with Jules Holland, I saw on Twitter the other day, that in fact, he's doing online tutorials. You can uh, learn to play boogie woogie and jazz along with Jules Holland. Sounds like a pretty cool thing to do. You might want to try and find those uh, links to teach yourself some great piano. This is Winton Kelly and 6-8.
warmth of a bit of vinyl there for you on straight ahead this week from 65 we are the Winton Kelly trio's set called Undiluted we just listened to 6-8 and the trio comprised of course of Winton on the uh, piano Paul Chambers on the bass and Jimmy Cobb on the drums so I mentioned we're going to be hearing the first part of our Purdy interview before 11 o'clock also we're going to be hearing uh, from Cannibal Adley and also a little bit of John Coltrane and Buddy's Bit's going to be in that first hour also so uh, we had a guest on last week remember Tony Kofi he's got a great new album out called Another Kind of Soul we featured a couple of the tracks on the uh, show last week I thought we should play another one for you and it's called The Work Song.
great new set from Tony Kofi. And if you like the sound of it and want to get yourself on pre-order, why don't you go over to Tony, uh, TonyKofiMusic.com. Uh, the date of release is April the 24th, so you can be one of the first to get it. And if you remember, he told us it is going to be available on vinyl as well. You can also get it on the other streaming platforms, but going obviously to the artist site is the best way of doing that. So I mentioned that we were going to have some John Coltrane, and I thought we'd go to the title track from the Blue Train album. <laughs> Thank you. 
actually John Coltrane's third session as a leader and of interest was that although it was recorded for Blue Note, he was still under contract to Prestige and if you watch that documentary I've told you about, I think still available on Netflix, they uh, cover that whole story of the split between Prestige over Blue Note in great detail. Next on Straight Ahead, it's time for Buddy's Pits. Straight Ahead, every Wednesday from 10pm with London's leading music venue, The 606 Club.
promise you will never hear a better version of Birdland. A little bit of a backdrop and a backstory for you. Uh, that was my introduction to Buddy Rich, actually. I was with my dear late father when he was buying that album in Uxbridge of all places, the Class of 78 album. I was 11 years old at the time, and that was the... We came back, and I remember him putting it on in the living room, and that was the first track I ever heard of Buddy Rich, Birdland. Not a bad introduction. I've still got that very same album now, and uh, my dad got it signed by Buddy Rich, and I got it signed by Kathy Rich, so it's a pretty prized possession. So, as you know, we're running a series of interviews while the music industry is closed down during the course of the next couple of weeks, and it's called Keeping Musicians Live. And each week we're bringing you some favourites from down at the club, and this week it's all about Purdy. Chosen another street. Oh. I could have fallen off my drunken feet, but there you were. I could have shouted from the pouring rain. What if I never asked your name? Who oh. thinks I just have to stay the same? But there you were. Think how different life could be if you had not bumped into me. What were the chances we would meet? Isn't timing all so sweet? I wouldn't be here on your own If I hadn't slept through my alarm Ooh, and I never bought a lucky charm But there you Good evening to you. Good evening. And here we are. We've been talking about doing this interview for a little while and finally we get around to doing it. And of course, having to do it uh, with social responsibility and a distance between us, unfortunately. But Purdy is on the show with us tonight and is going to tell us all about her career and what led her to a world of entertainment and uh, and obviously the successes you've had along the way. So I suppose it would be a logical place for me to start somewhere near the beginning. Show business, was it in your family or was it something you always aspired and wanted to be? Were you one of these child prodigies? Oh, I was actually one of these really annoying kids that just, yeah, they were constantly like looking for attention and doing gymnastics (laughs) routines around the house and saying, watch my show and listen to this. And yeah, just annoying because I I come from five children. So, oh, so if you shout loud, you get competition. (laughs) (laughs) So, something that bit you early on then, was it? Yeah, I think, I think so. I live in a very beautiful idyllic setting with um uh, rolling fields and lots of places for your you know know, uh, imagination to flow and i think i just i was very inspired by my surroundings and i started to write poetry and it turned into songwriting when i was about 11. did you go to stage school i didn't no i i sometimes wish i had because I think I would have had more confidence. It took a long time for me to get confidence in performing. So you wouldn't say you're a natural, or as a child, certainly, you weren't a natural performer. You had the stage fright. You were nervous of getting up initially, were you? 
I think it was there, and if it had been nurtured, it would have come a lot quicker. But mm-hmm. now I, but it definitely even even now. I mean, I'm sure lots of you know tortured artists would um, emphasize that you know you get that. I, am I any good? Mm, mm. <laughs> that moment. Yeah, well, as soon as you stand up in front of people in whatever platform, you know, even radio, you still have that thing. You're putting yourself up for criticism. And it's always a, a – you do always search yourself to know that you're doing the best job you can and am I good enough. That always crosses your mind, doesn't yeah. it? I think if you're not questioning everything you do, then you you they, you know you won't improve. Very true. So you say you started off writing poetry. At what time did music become an important part of your life? Well, it was a, around a sort of eleven years old. I, uh, you know, this is going to give my age away, but I had two little cassette pa- players, and I would um, record a vocal onto one and then I swap them over and I do <laughs> harmonies and then just swap them back and forth until we, all you could hear was like a blah, blah, blah. So you were almost multi-tracking <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah, I was. That was my way of doing it. But it just, in the end, it was just like, you know, vocal custard. <laughs> <laughs> a phrase I've never heard before, but for which forevermore will be associated to you, vocal custard. I just made it up, David. I just made it up on the spot there. <laughs> Thank you. We've got an exclusive vocal custard. I love that. I can hear myself using that already. So when It might begin... be the name of a new album. Oh, wouldn't that be something? We could collaborate on that. We'll talk about some of your collaborations in a little bit, actually. This is fitting together quite seamlessly. It's almost like a proper interview. Um, (laughs) So when did you start to sing publicly? I mean, there's always time for things to fall apart. Don't say that. When did you start to um, perform publicly then with bands or so on? Um, Well, I was asked by a drummer called Tim Richardson from the Oxford Jazz Company Mm -hmm. uh, to come and join his group. Or come and have a go, if you like, because uh, he'd heard me sing, I think, with a friend's band uh, in my hometown, Henley. Mm. And uh, they and uh, I just sort of went along reluctantly and got thrown at the deep end because obviously jazz musicians aren't big on rehearsing. So Not I, the biggest, no. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, my, I always remember my, I turned up at this place and... Um, it was a golf club or something, and I and I and he said, "Oh, you know, come and have a sing." And I sang "Summertime." That was like my first introduction into the jazz world, mm-hmm. which is an obvious one. It's a standard <laughs> take, though, isn't it? Because everybody knows it, of course. Yeah, still a beautiful song. It's a lovely but... song. It's a lovely song. And so, did you stay with that band for long? Then was that your sort of where you learned your trade with that band? I think I did bits here and there, and then I decided to put my own band together, and I was very keen to you know, do my own thing and write my own songs. And uh, it was, you know, it had the influence of jazz, but anyone who knows me knows it sort of crosses over into various different styles, Americana and pop. And by this stage, or this age, I should say, rather, what kind of music were you listening to at home? What were you, who were your influences? Um, well, I listened to all sorts of music growing up because of having so many people around me. but. Uh, Eventually, I heard Nina Simone, and I just completely fell in love with her. Mm. And then I just looked, I went exploring, and I found Ella Fitzgerald and Una May Carlyle and Peggy Lee and Julie London, and I just loved all their sort of sultry, um, you know, lamenting songs. Mm-hmm. And that was a style. Then you began to think, I like the way they're singing and phrasing, and kind yeah. of that's where you went along that journey, right? Yeah, I think it just appealed to the romantic in me. Which, yeah, clearly it would do because that all the, when you say mentioning names like Julie London, I mean clearly there's a there's a, a a romance and awe about Julie London, and I always want to play more of her. I haven't got enough of her in my collection, but every time I play something with Julie London, I adore it. 
Yeah, she she was she had she was quite magic, and uh, I know she didn't really believe it, but yes, there was a timbre to her voice that was just mm. incredible. Very very sultry and. So this band, did it have a name, this first band of yours, or was it just? The first band of mine was, I think it was, it was just obviously my, my real name, Rebecca Poole and the Gentry. Now this brings us around. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Set that one up. <laughs> Almost like we talked before the interview. So obviously we know you now as Purdy. Yes. Where did that come from? Well, um, a lot of people know me as my well, my birth name is Rebecca Poole, but mm. and I uh, it's a, it's actually a very long story which I won't bore you all with. But uh, Alan McGee suggested that I change my name uh, a, a few years back because he said, <gasps> and uh, he'll probably kill me for saying this, but uh, he said uh, uh, that jazz wasn't very cool. I wasn't going to get anywhere singing <laughs> jazz, and that I sh- that, that I should rebrand myself because and and you know and do more commercial star music. Mm. Uh, but um, so my I I was yeah I I wasn't sure about it but I I kind of I I agreed to do it if I could change my name to something that sounded like a nickname and my brothers love the Avengers I was gonna say has it got anything first, to do with Miss Lumley <laughs> their first ever band was was called Purdy and my sister said why don't you call yourself Purdy because there was a sort of family nostalgia to it. Uh, and you know and, those, and, and you know those, uh, what they call it, the six steps of a cert or something where everything comes back. My first cat was called Purdy. Oh, really? So there you go. <laughs> there you go. See, you've made oh. me think of my little tabby cat Purdy all those years yeah. ago. So, it's, it's good because it has sort of allowed me to sort of branch out into different music styles that mm. I wanted to explore as well. So it's, it's been fun and interesting. And do you record under the under your actual birth name at all now? Uh, no, not not at the moment. I, I sometimes I daydream about going back and um, just just doing everything under one name, but we'll see. For the time being, Purdy sticks. And you've had a very <laughs> successful career. We mentioned about some collaborations. Um, I mean, you've worked along with uh, Jamiroquai's Matt Johnson, haven't you? And yes, Ian Barter from maybe Winehouse fame. Oh yeah, those guys are amazing uh, writers and producers and musicians, and yeah, so that we did some songwrites on the first album, which is Diamond in the Dust. And it seems a good point we should mention your website as well. At this point, we'll mention it again later, but it's PurdyMusic.co.uk, and your albums are all available there, aren't they? They are. Yes, thank you. So that's a good place to go and look and, and find the out latest more. one is called Both Sides of the Clown, which and they're all available to listen to on you know the the, the major the, platforms, the streaming services as well. But so, yeah. when was the last album released? Was that a re- fairly recent release? It was. It was uh, the official um, launch party we actually had at the six oh six about a month or so ago. So it seems <laughs> one, so long ago. One of when the last performances going, at the club yeah. then. It's current state. Obviously, the six, like all the other major jazz venues and clubs in London and around the country, are on an enforced shutdown, which is why we're running this series of interviews, because artists such as yourself suddenly have had their world and their platform taken away from them. And we are very grateful for it. Thank you. Well, it's just lovely to be able to get you on, because clearly, although the performance side has stopped, the creative side and what goes on into in your minds and thinking about the next gig is still very much there. And it's always good just to know that what's going on and let folks know what's going to be coming up when things are eventually lifted, eventually lifted. Yes. And I think, you know, I've, I've been quite impressed by the way 
you know, lots of artists and my peers have adapted to this situation and been very resourceful and they're doing all this amazing online, you know, performing and yeah. And I think there will be a little bit, little bit more respect and appreciation for the arts after this, although, uh, yeah, well, I hope, I hope there will be. Yeah. Well, I think because it's been ripped away from us all, you kind of took it for granted, didn't you? If you wanted to go to a gig, you could just roll out to a gig and suddenly with that gone, you realise the yeah. energy and the, what it gives back to us. You, yeah. you know, I've never been lucky enough to be a performer and be on stage and know, understand the energy that you give out. But I sit mm-hmm. regularly and watch jazz and what you give back to us. And it, it's one of those classic things. You can go in with the, the, the uh, weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah. But you come out and suddenly you've forgotten it for two hours. And it's the, it's the yeah. most lovely feeling. And it's you you guys that are responsible for giving us that gift. So It's thanks. funny, actually, because just, I've just been doing a bit of, you know, catching up on songs and things for, for an online show that someone wants me to do. And just, just, just getting, you know, just singing just singing just the relief um and you know the, the the sort of therapy it brings to us you forget how much being on stage yeah well do you, you know, i mean obviously i'm lucky insofar as with radio we're able still to do what we do but do you miss that performance side the actual the whole you know just being on the stage it's obviously what you've done for all your life i do i do because it's everything to me that that sense of interaction when you're sharing your music mm. and uh, it, it, I do feel a bit bereft at the moment and I'm slowly trying to get my head around this, this, this way of moving forward with my music and sharing, but I, nothing can beat that live feeling. No, sure. Uh, are you finding it a, a creative time? I mean, I, I think possibly a lot of us were guilty initially of, uh, not really of almost being headless chickens, you know, not knowing where we were going. But I think there's a focus coming now. And you finding that now you're thinking more creatively for the future because there will be a future. So are you finding that this is actually quite a useful time that normally you wouldn't have had to yourself to be creative and think of write new songs and... Mm. I mean, definitely. When when all this started, I, I thought, oh, this is... Um, I sort of took it in my stride and I thought, well, this is a chance for the planet to breathe. There's a chance for us to breathe, reconnect. Mm. And, um, you know, for the artist, it's it's always lovely to have space to, to allow yourself to, um, you know, be creative and not feel under pressure. And um, I, I think, you know, we've, we've all, we're all, we're all, we've all got to imagine that, we are coming out the other side and it's a good idea to get prepared for it. Mm. I am, I I think you've just got to take every day as it comes because I think we're all yo-yoing at the moment. Mm. We shouldn't, we should, we shouldn't put ourselves under pressure, but I think, yeah, I think artists can, can use this as a, as a time to really connect with, with everyone because everyone's should be at home. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so, you know, we're all more available to talk to one another and share. And, and I think that's a wonderful thing. So I think I think some amazing music and art will come out of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. And I think I've noticed people be treating one another differently already just around where I live. Yes. You know, people I've not necessarily spoken to, neighbours I might not have spoken to, suddenly are saying hello and talking and everyone's suddenly got the time of day for you, which is a, a revelation in the mm-hmm. southeast. East. A lot, a lot yes. of the time we're heads down and we don't notice what's going on around us. So, yes, I do hope that a better a better world will come of this. Yeah. Before we begin talking about some of the exciting projects that I know you've got coming up, just some of the previous performances you've done, I think you've performed at Wembley uh, Stadium. 
And what was that? What was that gig all about then? So I, I performed at Wembley Stadium with with the Royal Air Force because I wrote a remembrance song and uh, I was, you know, really getting into Vera Lynn and that era of mm. music at the time, that wartime music. Given our Queen's um, speech, how very fitting you should bring that up. I know, but well, I, I've always, I always, I'm resonating with this time so much uh, because I wrote this remembrance song, which I am now trying to recreate as a NHS tribute because for me, the lyrics resonate so much with this situation. That was one of the projects I was going to bring up later on, but let's talk about that now then. So what exactly is going on? I know you mentioned to me that you're putting together this tribute song. How's it going to work and what's it, give us some background to it. Uh, well, I'm hoping uh, this this is how it's going to work, that I, I'm contacting as many people as possible and um, asking them to record a part of the song. So they're singing, uh, they're filming themselves sing, mm-hmm. and then they're going to send in the clip to me. And we're going to piece all these clips together of everyone singing as one. So it's a montage of voices. And the song singing. is... So- it's it, the song is called "This Is the Song" and it's uh, it's giving thanks to those people that go out and put themselves on the front line, and um, you know all of the other people that that are sat at home worrying and waiting. And this is something you've written, is it? Yes, I wrote it seven years ago. That was when we did it, and now um, it just feels like. It has a voice again, this the time's song. right, yeah. See, this mm. is the kind of the beauty that is coming out of this enforced layout. Normally, you wouldn't have the time to do this, and you're now reaching out, presumably to all the people you know in the business, you're reaching out and just asking, can you record a, a line for me? Yeah. yeah, and they've been amazing. I'm so overwhelmed by the response, and, you know, people are sending in their videos, and I'm all I have to do now is... Uh, is uh, <laughs> Edit. <laughs> I put it exactly <laughs> coming into my world, bit, but I don't do video. Move, I'm, you know, can't wait. But luckily, I have a very good team behind me who are who are ready to ready to do the complicated bit. Every day I feel my heart beat out of one end. Ever since the day you had to go away, when I think of our goodbyes, I can't wait to close my eyes. Cause in my dreams I see you coming home You're not alone So this is the song to remind us How close that we came to danger And every time that we weaken We'll play it and sway My darling, all the nights are long without you only hope that keeps you safe from harm And I won't let them forget those forever in your day About the sacrifices that were made to keep them safe So this is the song to remind us
considering that song wasn't written for the current uh, situation we're in, how amazingly pertinent the lyrics are. So that was the first part of our interview with Purdy. That was the song she was just talking about, that uh, she's going to get all of her friends. So if you're listening to this and you know Purdy and you're in the business, she just wants you to record a line for that song and send her in a video clip, and she's going to do all the, <laughs> the clever editing. The song was called This Is The Song, and written by Purdy. And then at the beginning of the interview, we just heard a song of that of hers called There You Were. And we've got more coming up from Purdy, of course, uh, in the second hour of the show, just after 11 o'clock. It's not long to wait now to hear more from Purdy. This is Cannibal Adley with Tribute to Brownie.
paying homage to Clifford Brown with a tribute to Brownian on that track, which was from 1957. You'll find it on an album called Sophisticated Swing. We heard from Sam Jones on the bass and uh, and his cannibal's brother, Nat Adley, was on the cornet. And next on Straight Ahead, we've got some more live jazz. For this time, Newport in 1957. It's in Stan Kent that's getting us going into the second hour of this week's show. Listen online, on DAB and on smart speakers. Straight Ahead, with London's leading music venue, The 606 Club. Thank you. 
Good evening. This is Straight Ahead with the 606 Club of Chelsea and me, David Lewis. We've got another hour left together this Wednesday evening. And what we're all in need of right now is a smile. And hopefully that track delivered exactly that. As I mentioned, live from Newport in 57. Uh, Stan Kent, apart from being a very accomplished band leader and arranger, was also a fine, fine pianist. And we heard him there on that track with Jerry McKenzie on the drums. So it's time we go back to our featured guest on our series of interviews for this week, Keeping Musicians Live. We have got the second part of the interview with Purdy. We're going to carry on talking about that song for charity. But first of all, the song we're going to hear right now from her is called Gypsy Boy. We may be different creatures, you and I. And I know we don't always see eye to eye. But when our bodies speak and the gods are feeling weak, I think that I could love you till the day I die. So come to me, Gypsy Boy. Surprises and it's true They'd never have expected me and you But if loving you is wrong Then I don't want to be right And what is worth it in this world Without a fight So come to me, gypsy boy And lay down your gloves Come to me, gypsy boy of going with the flow and seeing what we get back and uh, and hopefully you know it will be you know still relevant by the time we have oh, by, I, the, by the time we have a song to sing and uh, i think sadly it probably will be or maybe hopefully not <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but i say i think you know we've got a little while here this and, it, and the idea is a great idea and hopefully this will begin to give some breath to it and some air to it and people will hear it and get in touch with you and you know it will come together hopefully quicker than than maybe you thought. And is it a charity? Is it if, um, presumably you're going to be selling the single? I'm taking it. Are you and money raised? If, when we get to that point, I would absolutely love to sell it for proceeds to to the NHS. Yeah, mm-hmm. people can make donations when they download. That would be amazing. And uh, just jumping back a moment, we were talking about your stadium performance um, at yeah. Wembley. Also, you've, of course, you've performed alongside Jamie Cullum, haven't you, at the Cheltenham Festival? 
That's right. Yeah. So that must be another good coup because, of course, again, another lovely tie. And I know Steve yeah. at the Six is incredibly close to Jamie. I think that was one of his first yeah. gigs in London, I, I believe, many, I many, so. many moons ago. So how did you come across performing with Jamie then? Uh, I was just asked to play. I was lucky enough to be asked to play on the same bill. So I am... Um... Yeah, so we played the main stage before Jamie, and and he's an amazing performer, you know, inspiring to watch. So that was a, a, a great day, and I've seen him since at the 606 when he, he did the, uh, what was it called, the 50 Years Commemoration of mm-hmm. As the six, mm-hmm. so. and uh, he's always anniversary. To have so, yeah, anniversary. That's the word. <laughs> no, we won't commemorate just yet, shall we? <laughs> oh, it's going so well. Um, I know. I shouldn't have had that sip of gin and tonic. We all need that sip. It's a nighttime show. But it's what we're meant to be doing. It's jazz, for goodness' sakes. We're not supposed okay. to be sober. Um, I get my cigar out. <laughs> that, that will change the voice. Yeah, and I mean, Jamie always seems to have such an amazing amount of energy about him um jamie mccready no, oh, no, no, we <laughs> <laughs> too many jamies in your life and again we deviate from the road of no, professionalism jamie, jamie <laughs> yeah he does seem to have an awful lot of energy about him i'm not <laughs> seeing i want to see him i mean it'd be lovely to see him at the six i'm, I'm assuming it would sell out fairly quickly though so yeah. i'll have to try and pull favors if that one comes off and um yes well let's talk about jamie mccready i mean a wonderful guitarist <laughs> and somebody that i know again you've collaborated and worked with an we awful lot. We, we did a we were um we've worked together on a couple of songs that have uh, one of them made made it to onto a vinyl that we recorded at uh, abbey road studios with a live orchestra now hold <laughs> on just a minute <laughs> Abbey Road, you've kind of got into royalty of recording studios, haven't you? Oh, yeah. What was that like then? Incredible. We we were we were both sobbing on each other's shoulders because it's when you hear something you've written that's mm. quite emotive, played it, you know, with with strings. It's just it just sends you, you know. I can imagine. Sends you to a different place. So, yeah, a full orchestra has got a very special sound to it. And I'd imagine mm-hmm. in there the atmosphere and the history must almost be dripping off the walls, isn't it? It is. It is. It's a, it's a tangible, you know, um, place of history. And, uh, yeah, you can – and everyone's buzzing because of the, the energy in the room. And, and yeah. another perfect circle is actually within the shadow of where solar uh, – uh, the actual headquarters of Solar Radio is. It's like a two-minute walk from there. There you go. Oh, little bit. It's a, it's, yes, there you go. St John's Wood base. So there you go. I don't know if I'm giving away intel. Time should... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm never there, but by all means, pop in. <laughs> That's probably why you're going. <laughs> I don't need to go to Abbey Road, David. I'll just come and see you. <laughs> oh, you know how to get around me. So we talked about the project that's coming up with the uh, song for the NHS. And then one of the other projects that you're uh, having to embrace at the moment, because I know you've said that you're not necessarily the most uh, embracing of technology is i believe you're doing a live stream on facebook this saturday aren't you yes i'm i might do i'm not committing to it but <laughs> you can't but, say might we but, need to tune in i know i know so yes this saturday at 7 p.m i'm going to um try and entertain you and it's easy to find is it purdy music on? without my wonderful band but we're gonna give it a best shot. so how are you doing this then are you have you got backing I'm gonna tracks do, or i'm gonna do a couple of songs with my guitar and then some backing tracks right yeah because that's why i assumed you'd have to kind of try and do that and uh, on facebook you're purdy music aren't you Purdymusic.co.uk. yeah that's your fa- that's that's your website i'm talking about on oh. facebook people to find you on, on facebook, facebook saying get ready for seven oh. o'clock seven thirty i Saturday. think i have yeah purdy music on facebook although i'm 
I'm still toying with the idea of whether I do it on Zoom or Facebook. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not being well, very helpful here, am I? Well, I think what we're learning from this is that you need to follow Purdy's social media and you will find out, hopefully so. nearer to Saturday, as to what platform yeah. you're going to be you're, you're performing. Purdy music we, on Instagram as well, which I use quite a lot. Ah, um, Instagram. Now, you're guilty of dragging me into, into Instagram. I thought it was for young, <laughs> pretty people. And suddenly you said to me last week, I can't find you on Instagram. And I thought, no, I'm, I'm a radio sorry. presenter. Why would I have an Instagram? <laughs> suddenly I've got an Instagram page, um, which is masters <laughs> underscore productions, just because no one follows me clearly at the moment because I've only just created it. But, well, you do. You do. But, yes, um, I do. So we'll find out on Instagram where your mm-hmm. live stream is going to be or what platform people can follow you on. And it's going to be happening this coming Saturday from 7 o'clock. Yes. Or did you say 7 or 7.30? Let's say 7. Let's. It's now official. So we know somewhere. I think it's sort of, it's like a sort of pre-dinner party. Is it going to be kind of dinner jazz? Is that what we're heading towards? I'm going to do a few standards and a few of my own. And um, and, and if... Uh, well, then no one can throw rotten tomatoes, so I'm got, I suppose and, I'll carry on. And the perfect timing, not that you'd know this, um, I, I have a show on a Saturday afternoon that finishes at six o'clock, so I'll be able to listen to you live. Ah, superb. So I, well, can, I, I can chill out in between shows, amazing. listening and watching you. <laughs> what could be better? So have you got any gigs that you're thinking are going to be planned for when? Th- I mean, how are you shaping oh, up to thinking about the future? How do musicians plan for that are you speaking to clubs and promoters and thinking well look maybe july we're beginning you know how are you facing that no i haven't had any discussions yet because nobody knows mm. i mean i've had to i i run a pop-up jazz club in Henry yes Ten. that's what i wanted to talk about and i had to i had joe still go coming because oh. i have special guests mm. um last saturday it was meant to be and unfortunately we have to postpone that we we are sort of being very positive and and uh thinking we might be able to come back in september that's what we postponed the date to but that's probably wishful thinking at this time oh so that's uh, kind of what you let's just talk about the pop-up club first of all how long has it been mm, running for three years and i'm absolutely over the moon that people still want to come and where do people find a mysterious passageway <laughs> <laughs> alongside the Kenton Theatre in Henley. And you um, you have to book tickets online. Mm-hmm. So I advertise perdymusic.co.uk, but all on my other platforms as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you, we start around, we open the doors about 7.30. I transform the place into a jazz club with the, you know, with the candles and beautiful, you know, background music. And mm-hmm. then we kick off about half past eight with a band and you perform there it's either me and my house band or um i have a special guest and we've had leanne carroll and georgina jackson and ray gelato Mm -hmm. some good names some good names and uh, and those details of where they can because you say over on your your website and on the other social platforms but certainly at purdy music but it's, it's a great fun night and did you say it's the first saturday of every month Saturday every month, yeah. Well, and it's not too far away from me, so I think I think I might just try and swing down there one night in between shows. Oh, I think you should. It, it sounds like a really cool place to come to. So put you on the guest list. Ah, oh, there you go. I knew if I hinted hard enough, it would get there. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're thinking possibly September is when for your own club, your own venture. That's what you're thinking would be probably the first gig back. I I mean, no one knows anything, but we 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 we're you know. We're hoping for the best, mm. and uh, and if that doesn't work, we'll move it back 
and we'll move it back until it works. Yeah, no, I mean, we've got the music life, you know, will come back. And I think mm. when it does, it's going to be voracious, as we've mentioned in the interview a little bit earlier on. I think people haven't been starved of live performances are going to be queuing to get in. And also, I'm sure that you musicians are going to be bouncing off the walls with energy. Those first few gigs are going to be amazing both ways, what you give to us. And we're going to be so excited to be back. So, But it sounds like you're using your time incredibly constructively, particularly, of course, with the uh, song you're creating for the NHS. It sounds like that's the kind of beautiful creativity that a lot of you artists are are coming up with at the moment, which is stunning. It's a way of giving back for sure. Um, So don't forget, if you're listening to this and you're one of Purdy's friends and you are a singer, Get in touch yes, with her. Sing please. a line for her. Sing a line. Yes, please, guys. We need as many voices as possible. It's for a great, great cause indeed. And Purdy's going to be on some media this coming Saturday <laughs> evening. <laughs> so we'll find out where. She's teasing us, but she is going to be performing. So Purdy is still performing. I and mean, if it goes well this week, would uh, you think of doing it quite regularly? Uh, yeah, I'm going to see how it goes. Um, and then I might, I might suddenly find that I absolutely love performing to in a room on my own to a camera. <laughs> hey, I do three times a week, well, without the cameras. <laughs> I can tell you so what? much fun can be had, particularly yeah. when there's no camera involved. Um, so, <laughs> so, Purdy, it's uh, been a delight having you on. You brightened up my evening so much. Thank you. I can't wait to see you perform live again. It'd be lovely to see you on a stage, your natural lair, where you belong. So Thank you so much. Pray. I'm going to give my love to Steve and, the, and James and the team and Absolutely. say thank you in so fact, much. Just before we go, we haven't mentioned about your, your long-term association with the club, have we? Because, I mean, you've, you've, you've got a, almost a regular slot down there now and you've got a very faithful following at the club. And I'm assuming it's a place you like performing at. I love it there. I was I just finished my first album and I'd done this tour with Jules Holland and we were we did this finale show at She said somewhat casually. I know, but I have to I I mean there you know, there are so many ups and downs as an artist. You play down the pub and then you play somewhere, you know, majestic and incredible like that and your heart flutters up to the rafters Mm. and you just anyway I I was I was on a good wave. (laughs) (laughs) No no vocal custard. Yeah, and I went to Steve and I said, you know, I love your club, and I, you know, I'd already already been there to see, you know, performers, and I just mm. thought it was, it was just, I just fell in love with the place, and it, I could, I knew I was, I would love performing there, and he you could gave picture me, yourself there. Yeah, and he gave me a go, and I'll never, you know, I'll never forget him for that, and and I've been playing there for like every two months since. So he's famed that we've had a number of musicians on that perform at the club, and without exception they've all said that that's the thing steve will always give you a chance yeah yeah and and i i i've been able to nurture a fan base there and i'm you know it's it's one of my my all-time favorite places to go and i've it i love that intimacy and Mm. i I can really engage with people there and i just think the staff are brilliant and i don't like the word staff but i think everyone who works yeah yeah no that when you walk into the club there is such an atmosphere to it It, it, again it's one of those places to tick off the list and go and visit because to see live jazz or live music at the club and again i just mentioned it steve does that every day of the week (laughs) twice on a sunday i mean i'm worried for them but i know that steve's resourceful and he you know and enterprising and he'll think of something yeah but we must keep the 606 going yeah we were, and that's obviously part again 
what the series is because all these interviews are with regulars at the club that's what we're doing we're picking up with with artists that are friends and regulars there that have got a good following at the club just to keep you guys alive and to keep the six alive that is the idea behind the interview yeah. so so purdy thank you so yes. much for your time we will see you this I'm, coming saturday i, I, I won't let you leave I, I think we should just keep keep what, extending a two, a, a two the interview. hour show Okay, where are we going next? Recipes, possibly? <laughs> I'll talk don't, to you as long as you want, don't you worry. Don't get me started, because you, you know I'll focus on cocktails. <laughs> yes, I've heard the gin clinking in the background, so perhaps perhaps I should let you finish that gin. Purdy, any time you want to come back on the show, you can get in touch with me. We'd love to have you back and talk more about the projects that are coming up. But don't forget, if you are a performer and friends of Purdy, get in touch with her about that really exciting project, uh, all to do with the song for the NHS and the frontline staff there. And and of course, we'll be seeing Purdy live somewhere this coming Saturday as well. So a lovely way to spend the early evening of a Saturday evening with Purdy. Thank you so much, David. Purdy, it's been an absolute pleasure and I hope to see you on stage again very, very soon. Thank you. When it came to die or bust, I left you like a diamond in the dust. A million stars went out that night A million reasons not to stay and fight I fled through the desert with a belly full of lead Tried to fight off the shadows in my drunken head I hoped it was the last of you I'd see But I prayed you'd soon catch up with me And do that thing you'd do to me Things like I should Wild hearts cannot be understood I slipped into the fire With a heart full of desire In the arms of a cab With a dream for hire There's no one else who can take me
go. That was Purdy. And if you want to find out even more about Purdy, she's a favourite of the club down there every couple of months, as we mentioned on the interview. Go over to her website. It's a great site to look at, web, uh, purdymusic.co.uk, and you can pick up the albums there as well. And don't forget, she's got that pop-up club in Henley, so if you're over that side of town, you might want to look at going there on the first Saturday of the month and on some platform at least this coming Saturday evening from 7 o'clock. She's going to be live streaming somewhere into your living room. So during the course of the interviews over the last uh, parts of the show, she's mentioned a couple of artists that are featured. Obviously, we played some Jules Holland at the, the top of the show that she toured with and uh, two, two other artists that she mentioned were Nina Simone and Jamie Cullum. And they're coming up next on Straight Ahead. Birds flying high, you know how I feel Sun in the sky, you know how I feel Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel It's a new dawn, it's a new day It's a new life for me, yeah It's a new dawn, it's a new day It's a new life for me And I'm feeling good Fly out in the sun, you know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun, you know what I mean? Sleep in peace when day is done, that's what I mean. And this old world is a new world in a bold world for me. Like they used to shine And the thrill is gone When your lips meet mine I'm afraid That the masquerade 
is over And so is love And so is love Your words don't mean What they used to mean They were once inspired Now they're just routine I'm afraid That the masquerade is over And so is love So is love I guess I'll have to play Baleachi Build myself a clown's disguise And then I'll learn to laugh like Pagliacci With tears in my eyes You look the same But no, you're not the same But my heart cries, no No, you're not the same I have to play Pagliacci Build myself a clown's disguise And then I'll learn to laugh like Pagliacci With tears in my eyes You look the same No, you look the same But my heart cries no that have featured in Purdy's life in one way or another. First of all, we had Nina Simone, of course, with Feeling Good. And that was Jamie Cullum from an album that he released last year called Song Society Volume 2 and The Masquerade is Over. We've got some Gregory Porter next on Straight Ahead. If you want to know what's happening at The Six, check out the website at 606club.co.uk.
Well, maybe you know why I'm here. Your daughter and I have been dating for some time now, and, and you've always been real, real nice to me. And I look at your family pictures and I realize that I want the same thing too. I almost feel like I could call your mama and daddy. Really, that's what I'm here to talk about. Mama, don't you worry about your daughter Cause you're leaving her in real good hands I'm a real good man Now the picture of this man Is slowly coming into view Papa, don't you fret and don't forget That one day you was in my shoes Somehow you paid your dues Now you're the picture of the man That I someday wanna be I know it's hard Watching the changes in our lives But I wanna make your daughter my wife Mama, don't you about your daughter cause you're leaving her in real good hands I'm a real good man now the picture of this love is slowly coming in Papa don't you fret and don't forget that one day you was in my shoes somehow you paid your Now you're the picture of the man that I someday wanna be Coming in the view 
reported there from uh, well to date certainly my favorite album of his be good was one of his first albums released all those years ago now 2012 i can't believe it's been around for eight years and real good hands we'll always love that particular cut and uh, we're going back to 1957 now to an album called indeed with lee morgan we heard a play a little bit earlier on on the john cold train set and this is raucous <laughs> Thank you. 
with Philly Joe Jones on drums. Horace Silver was on the piano and the bass of Wilbur Ware. That was Lee Morgan from his 57 set, as I mentioned, called Indeed, and we just listened to Rockus. So the uh, interview series is going to be coming at you thick and fast for the next few weeks as musicians have a little bit more time on their hands than they would possibly like to have. And next week's guest on uh, Keeping Musicians Live is going to be Sarah Dowling. And here is Sarah from an album of just a few years ago called From Shadows Into Light, and this is Social Call. If you should try to kiss me I promise I won't stop Maybe we'll get back together again Starting with this incidental Do you 
by Gigi Grease that was Sarah Dowling singing Social Call and Sarah will be our guest on the show next week in our series of interviews keeping musicians live many thanks indeed to you for your company over the last couple of hours I hope you enjoyed the music here on Straight Ahead along with the 606 Club of Chelsea and of course we'll be back at the same time next week for another two hours of wonderful jazz and uh, if and my thanks also and most importantly goes out to Purdy for her wonderful generosity and her time this week in recording that interview with me and if you go to purdymusic.co.uk you can find all her albums and more details out about her there so we're going to finish the show with a track from a brand new album, actually. A Woman Like Me is a lovely set from Lindsay Webster. And uh, the, I think it's the last track on the album. Just seemed the perfect way to close out the show this week. And it is her version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I'll see you next Wednesday at 10. When all the world is a hopeless jumble And the raindrops tumble all around Heaven opens a magic When all the clouds darken up the sky There's a rainbow highway to be found Leaning from your windowpane To a place behind the sun Just a step beyond the Oh uh-huh.